So I wanted to give you guys some practical tips on how to heal your gut, how to feel like you're making progress and not completely letting everything slip to the back burner when things are busy. I could give a hundred tips probably, and each of you would need different tips because each of your circumstances is completely different. But I'm going to give the three that came to mind first because those are typically the ones that are the biggest ones, right? And the most impactful. Hey everyone, welcome to the Nourished and Thriving Show. I'm your host, Katie Lovett. I'm a registered dietitian on a mission to help you increase your impact and legacy on the world while healing your gut and reducing your IBS symptoms. I'm so grateful to have you here. Each week, I'll inspire you to live vibrantly and provide valuable resources and information that empowers you to take bold action towards your health goals. Before we dive in, make sure you follow or subscribe to my show wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Ready? Let's go! Okay, it's so busy right now, right? How many times have you seen a friend out and about lately and you're like, hey, how are you? And they're like, girl, I'm so good, but I am busy. Or you've said the same thing back to her. I was at a conference for our women at our church last weekend, and there's a whole session about busyness. And I was sitting in my seat, trying not to bust out laughing because she just said that. Like she was like, I bet that you've seen someone out and about and you would ask how each other are doing and you would both respond busy. And I had literally just done that out in the lobby with a friend slash neighbor. Like we had just been, oh, I'm good, but busy, so busy, and talking about all the things. So we've got soccer for both of the girls. We've got ballet and dance for both of the girls with dance recitals coming up. My oldest has a piano recital, and she's also in the local high school is putting on an Annie musical and she gets to be an orphan. So I'm making the Annie costume. She's in the Cinco de Mayo festival. So we got the Cinco de Mayo outfit and it's nuts around here. Not to mention for whatever reason, my family, Joe and I thought it was a good idea to get married in the spring and have all three babies between the very end of March and the first of June, as well as our own birthdays. So It's been nuts. And Mother's Day. Throw Mother's Day in there. And then Father's Day, like shortly thereafter, plus all the end of school chaos of teacher appreciation, which I'm so grateful for our teachers. Love celebrating them. It's just another like thing, right? To to check off your list, add to your list and check it off. And, you know, we have graduation cap decorating for Adeline's little pre-K graduation. We have kindergarten roundup for her. We have art arts and crafts with mom for the baby and we have all the things right I, I bet you're sitting there nodding your head and you're probably doing a lot of the same things as us so it's just a busy time of life and when it's busy it can be really challenging to feel like you're making progress on your gut health or even to prioritize your gut health and you're just kind of stuck in this place of having to make do having to get by and that's tough like if your gut's a hot mess you're tired, you have brain fog, or you're having to constantly worry about where the bathroom is or that you can't go to the bathroom while you're also like taking care of everyone else in your life and it's so busy, that's really hard. So let's just take a moment and appreciate you for doing all of that for everyone 
and just give yourself a minute. Just give yourself a minute and take a couple of deep breaths, feel your heart open, feel your body relax and just take a minute. So I wanted to give you guys practical tips on how to heal your gut, how to feel like you're making progress and not completely letting everything slip to the back burner when things are busy. I could give a hundred tips probably, and each of you would need different tips because each of your circumstances is completely different. But I'm going to give the three that came to mind first because those are typically the ones that are the biggest ones, right? And the most impactful. So the first one is, can you just pick one meal a day that you really prioritize sitting down and having a minute? Because I bet that you're eating all of your meals and or snacks on the fly right now in your car, walking out the door, you know, a bite here and a bite there between feeding kids or doing other chores. Can you just pick one meal a day where you sit down and give yourself 20 minutes and you're chewing your food, you're taking a few deep breaths ahead of time to really put your body into that rest and digest mode. One meal a day, maybe not even every day. And that's okay. We all have those days. But can you just prioritize one meal a day for right now? That's the first tip. One meal a day. The second tip, whenever life gets busy, it is imperative that you meal plan around your life. So sit down for 30 minutes on a Sunday or the weekend or whatever day you have a few minutes and just map out your week. What are the activities? What are the meetings? What are all the things that you need to be at? What days are heavier and what days are lighter? On the lighter days, maybe those are the days that you can cook. And maybe you can make two servings um, of whatever recipe it is and and have some leftovers for later in the week. Or cook a double batch of protein that you can easily throw with a salad or some veggies later in the week. So how can you plan your week so that you're cooking when you do cook, it's working for you instead of against you. This is not the season of life to make seven gourmet dinners, seven gourmet lunches, and seven gourmet breakfasts every single day. It's just not. But can you cook three dinners, even if they're basic, and maybe make a double batch of them so you have some leftovers so you're not going through the drive-thru every day? I bet you can. I bet you can. What can you do in the morning? So say your afternoons are nuts and it goes right into dinner. Do you have, you know, a few minutes in the morning to throw something in the slow cooker or, you know, pre-cook some stuff that you can just warm up later? So get a little bit creative and be a little bit resourceful with your meal planning and your day planning and your week planning so that you're setting yourself up for success. Can you outsource some stuff? Can hubby, my my husband just taught himself how to make grilled cheeses. Love you, Joe. Love you, Joe. A couple weeks ago. So he's not a chef like at all. But you know what? I had calls and meetings. I was like, hun, I just need you to like throw something together for the kids. And so he did. And it wasn't perfect, but it, they were fed and it was okay. But can, do you have a husband who enjoys cooking or older kids who can help chop stuff up or, you know, get stuff going for you? Utilize them, outsource a little bit, share the load. It's not all on you. That's the second tip. 
My third tip is go-to meals, and we're going to dig into this in a minute. But first, if this is helpful for you, go share it with a friend. Hit pause, share this with a friend. While you're at it, go give me a quick five-star review. Give me a little review. Write a couple sentences about why this podcast is helpful for you, why you enjoy it, why you come back week after week and listen to it. It really helps me get this podcast into more people's ears and more people's homes so that I can help more people. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you for doing that. So that third tip, the go-to meals. I want you to have a piece of scratch paper. It can be taped onto the inside of the cabinet door in your kitchen. It can be inside your junk drawer. If you have a recipe binder or favorite cookbook that you go to, it can be on the inside of that. But these are your family's go-to meals that are quick, simple, and that people like. You know that they're gonna eat them whenever you are putting these meals on the table, for the most part. We have five people, and if I can get like three of them to enjoy our dinner, I call it a win. (laughs) So maybe you're there too. But this way, whenever you're sitting down to plan your week out, you're not like trying to scroll through every 500 Pinterest pin that you've saved over the last six months or look through your entire cabinet of recipe books. Like you have a short list of these these are the things that work. These are the things that people will like. These are the things that we know how to do. And you can really choose quickly. And it's going to make that step two go so much faster and be less overwhelming. Maybe you don't have a list yet. Sit down, spend five minutes brainstorming like, okay, what are the things that people typically eat? It doesn't even have to be a recipe. It can be a quesadilla or something, you know, with a side salad. And... If it is a recipe, next to the recipe, put the source. So if it's from a blog, put what blog it is. If you're doing a digital shortlist, you can totally do that in a Google Doc or the notes in your iPhone or whatever. Put a hyperlink next to it so you're just clicking it. Make it super easy on yourself. If it's in a recipe book, write the recipe book and the page number so you can really easily find the recipe. And then you can add to that list. So as you you know, try more things as you do have a little bit more time. Maybe this summer you're trying, you know, you're trying a few new recipes or maybe there's a day where it's more quiet and lighter load and you decide I'm going to spend a few more minutes and try something new that I've been wanting to try tonight. If it's a hit and you liked it and it felt, you know, good making it, add it to your list and you can build that go-to meals list out. I actually have a couple. So I have one for winter and fall and I have one for spring and summer. So winter and falls is gonna be more like soups and stews. Spring, summer is gonna be lighter dishes, maybe stuff for the grill, salads, stuff like that. And then I have a year round go-to also. Um, you can put year round stuff on the seasonal list or you can have your own year round. I just got tired of writing everything out twice because who likes to do that? So I have my own <laughs> separate year round. So these are just things that are good all around. So those are my three tips. So pick one meal to give yourself a day that you're sitting down and focused on eating. Make sure you're planning out your week and your meals around your week. Don't expect yourself to be a magician in the kitchen and literally be in two places at once. Like how can you be making dinner on a night that your kid has five different activities. Like that's not going to happen. You need something easy that night, right? It was it made me think of another quote from this last weekend. It was a really great conference, you guys. At our church for women, I felt God just really speak to me and draw me close. And 
felt his delight in me. And that was a really cool feeling to feel and just feel really filled up. There's a fourth tip for you. We'll throw it in there. Find ways to get fulfilled and filled up during this season when you're pouring yourself out a lot, whether it's listening to music in the car that really fills you up, whether it's, you know, hugging a friend or hugging your kids or tickle fights or dance parties or whatever, find a way to bring some joy and fill yourself up during this busy season. But anyway, at the conference, it was really good. You know, I think there's a lot of confusion around what being humble is and what humility is. And I'm not going to say it nearly as well as it was said there. I wasn't really going to say this. It just came to me. So I'm going to share it with you guys. But humility, I think it was a C.S. Lewis quote, actually. So somebody can correct me here. I'm not going to go like Google it while I'm filming. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's a C.S. Lewis quote. But it was about like humility is actually acknowledging your weakness and fragility as a man or woman in this case. You're a person. You're a human. You can't do it all. You can't do everything. You're not God. You know, you are limited and you get tired and we are one person. We can do one thing at a time and that is humility. And so when we think that we can do all the things and go, go, go and do everything to you know, very, very high standards. We're setting ourselves up for failure. And you guys know how that gut, brain, and spirit are all connected to each other. So by getting super stressed out and high strung and overextending yourself, you're just shooting yourself in the foot when it comes to gut health. So that's accomplishing the opposite. So doing what you can, when you can, how you can, taking some time, filling yourself back up, having those go-to meals, And just enjoying this season because it's going to come to an end, right? At some point. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. Like I said, share it with someone else who needs to hear it right now. Everyone's feeling stretched thin right now. So give yourself a lot of compassion and grace, just like you're extending to others. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered to take bold action towards your health goals. If you enjoy what you heard, don't forget to follow my show so you never miss a new episode. And it would mean the world to me if you left me a review so others knew what to expect from my show. Last, get in touch. Let me know what bold action you're taking. Let me know how you're inspired. Follow me on Instagram at the underscore healthy gut underscore dietitian. I've put a link in my show notes for you so you can simply click and follow. Come say hi. I respond to all my messages and I can't wait to get in touch.